Literary Scape presents the historical, inspirational book club podcast, The First of Its Kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. In this episode, Tiffany, Jamie, and Melissa will be discussing the second book of the Wells Fargo West series, The Station Keeper Surrender. The Wells Fargo Company has awarded Ava and her eight-year-old son the position of the Wells Fargo Station Keeper. In the middle of the Nevada desert, Austin Station sits with hundreds of miles of barren hills and empty landscape. After a month on the job, she and Matthew perform the daily routines, but the eerie sounds of the dark desert night are about to do her in. Fort Churchill's new commander, Adam Towns, hears a rumor amongst his... Here's a rumor amongst, among, I can't say that. Amongst, amongst his soldiers, there was like a tongue twister. <laughs> there is a lovely young woman in the Austin Station Post. After arriving at Austin Station, he facilitates between intrigue and anger. The sight of the stunning widow Farrell has shocked his military senses speechless. The beautiful Southern Belle is far out of her. P- Far out of place, and he cannot allow the danger that will one day befall her. Lacking her cordial smile, he. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. That's all right, you got it. <laughs> Restarting. Lacking her cordial smile, she disagrees with his assessment to surrender her post, and his men are watching. Kidnapping her son might not have been the smartest show of his of force. Now she only sees danger in his presence, but the desire to turn her opinion and see his side as honorable is a necessity. Surrender will equal survival. All right. This one was interesting. I think I liked it even better than the first one, to be honest, because there's a lot of a lot more mystery in there, I think. So let's just start off with that. How did you react to the part of Ava's past that still haunts her? I mean, I I know it was impactful, like, as a kid, or as a young woman going through that and having witnessed that, I'm sure, like, didn't do anything like that. Mm -hmm. But to a certain point, it was almost like, I mean, she had that guilt. It was almost like she had the guilt, like, she beat them personally. Right. Like, she took that hard. Like, Mm -hmm. there were points where I'm like, all right, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, it's not like you were trying to help them. Right. Did you have a hard time reading through that scene when it finally unravels and you get the full story? Because you just get like there's something from her past that's bugging her and then it finally comes out. Did you struggle to read through it? It was hard, but I think it was somewhat predictable. Like once you start telling the story, you know where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like that where you're reading it and you're like, oh, this really oh, I know what's coming. Yeah. I had a hard time reading it. I don't that stuff really gets to me the back of the book talks about kidnapping her son probably isn't the wisest decision right so how did you react to his forceful removal of ava and matthew from the station at the beginning of the book the first time the first time (laughs) yeah it took me a minute to like him again yeah happy with him like he was very brash like did you even think about why they're here or what does that mean for them when you remove them Mm -hmm. like he just saw a woman and and said this is no place for a woman yeah i agreed with his assessment it was no place for her Mm -hmm. to be uh by herself she was definitely in danger yeah but he could have handled it 
Yeah, I guess I just think he just ordered his men to take her son. Yeah. And then prayed that she was the type of mother that would yeah. not go let them, you know, like she would go with them because. Mm-hmm. Did anybody else have that? Like, oh, not mm, like if you were mm-hmm. in those shoes, like I'm just picturing someone taking my child. I'm like you would have there. There's that wildcat. Mm-hmm. What he yeah. was talking about, because it would not be pretty. <laughs> like I would not come willingly. <laughs> Mama bear is coming out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I probably would have pulled my, No, I'm mad. I would have pulled my gun on him. <laughs> <laughs> Get your hands off my child. So the other thing, did it surprise you Adam lacks self-confidence in his role because he wasn't actually trained to be, be the, the leader. commander? Yeah. He was there as an engineer, but he got th- because of the Civil War, mm-hmm. he got thrown into that out there. Did it surprise you, I guess, that he had a lack of self-confidence? Yes and no. I was going to say, some, at some points it did, and some points it didn't. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, making the brash decisions about her, mm-hmm. he was fine doing that. But there are other points where he didn't like being a leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I, th- I found it interesting. I mean, he, obviously, that's part of his character development. Mm-hmm. through the And hers is getting over the past that haunts her. She doesn't actually get full closure on that like she wants until the end of book three, really. Uh, when they use the lean to Adam and Ava lean, use the lean to, to get out of the rain. How did you react to that scene? It's like the first time they get real cozy with each other. He's like, it's real small and he's mm-hmm. holding her to keep her warm. And they actually end up sleeping overnight there. Because of the weather. What was your reaction to that? I, mean, I remember reading Do you want me it, to read it? Just... If you hand me the book, I can read. I'll read that part to you. But I, I just feel like she reacts like a real, like, she, well, she is a widow. But I think yeah. she, uh, that Julia did a great job of really describing because it was in that moment that she was like, I'm, I miss this. Yeah. I miss having a man in my life that. It's like that mm-hmm. surrender. Yeah. Hesitation. Just like but... hold you. He says, I'm sitting against the tree. Come back. You can rest against me. Captain Town's hands felt like warm coals as they gripped her waist and tugged her backward. I promise I will never tell, but you are keeping me warm. Ava could barely swallow as she leaned against him. The contact was indeed helping her shaking limbs. She pulled her coat tighter to include his arms, and he wrapped his arms around her waist. Now she was shaking from the cold, or his hands on her. His chest rose and fell against her back. Likely he felt the closeness as shockingly as she did. It had been so many months since she'd been held by a man, and his heat was a much-needed comfort. The feeling of safety was so remarkable, she allowed her muscles to relax. He said he would never tell, and certainly he would not read anything into this moment. They weren't even friends, only two people needing to get out of the rain. Just when she had herself convinced it was nothing, his hand moved and began to rub her left arm gently. Ava felt her mouth go dry and closed her eyes. She'd been a married woman, and she knew when her body was melting. The captain was attractive and strong, and now his touch was intoxicating, but she would not surrender. She was still far too angry to allow any premature melting. Ava summoned her calmest tone to change to another thought. 
What did you think of that? It's good. I don't know. I can't, I can't put words to it. It's just, it's really well written. Like it's that yeah. moment of that. Cause she's so prim like she's proper and she's mm-hmm. hesitant and she has those feelings like, you know, moving on. And it's like, it finally dawns on her. Like I'm a woman. It's mm-hmm. like, she recognizes her body. Like she yeah. understands what this means in a way mm-hmm. and it's just neat yeah like where it was leading but i just loved how julia really wrote her well yeah. as a as a young widow she's yeah. not an old widow no. and i'm not saying old widows don't miss having a man in their life i'm not saying that but i feel like younger she still has the yes. ability to be a mother again Absolutely. and um and her husband's been gone like six or eight months i don't know i, I feel like it hasn't been I want to say it was over a year, though. Was I thought, it over a year? I think it was over a year. Was. But that... She always like, talks about how she's still wearing her morning clothes after the right. year of mourning. You're right. Yeah, you're but right. Yeah. So she is... I felt like the way she reacted is would be how a typical widow of her age would. Yeah. It's this, wow, I've missed a man's protective arms around mm-hmm. me. Because we are wired that way. We are. We are. We want to be protected. No matter even how independent... <laughs> women out there that would probably argue against us but the truth is it's nice to have someone inch back it is yeah, yeah. and to just say i can't handle this and you just fall into mm-hmm. it. i can't tell you how many times i've done that with derek and it's like so wonderful to know yeah. like okay he's got bigger shoulders than me and and god built him to handle this so god definitely built men differently because they have the ability to just let it roll sometimes yeah. i mean probably not all men but a lot of men yeah. do well, that's how they were. I mean, they are wired to be head of the house, yeah. to take charge, to protect, to provide. And they don't have all that emotion stuff that we know. That's I'm, our part. Yep. That's our job <laughs> is to be that nurturer. And they're there to be the fierce warrior. So yep. that's my thing. I'm like, but this is, and he goes, like, why? I don't want to bother you. And I'm like, but it bothers me. He's like, why? It doesn't affect anything. I'm like, Michael, like, you don't understand. I know. I know. Really Get upsetting. mad with me. He's like, nope. I, I remember at the beginning of our marriage, like, they also want to fix it, right? Yeah. And they want to get in. Well, I don't know. At least Derek's that way. So if I would come home upset, he was like, he would just start saying, all right, we're, I'm going to, you know, this and this. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need you to fix this. I just want you to listen to me and hold me for a little bit. That's all I need. So he's gotten used to that part. And I'm like, I'll tell you when I want you to fix it. <laughs> I want you to go beat him up. No, no, oh I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> like, it just feeds me. He's like, here, have some hot wings. Be happy. I'm like, okay, fine. That's funny. Uh, okay. Then she brings in this poor old lady, Indian woman. Right? And I'm not sure that I'm saying her name right, but how did you react to Matthew telling Ava that Hyacinth ate bugs. You remember that <laughs> yes, scene? I remember that Because he was like, it was like a fighting. It made me laugh. Yeah, because he's a boy and he, he normally goes, boys are okay with that, but yeah. she raised him so proper that Hyacinth eats bugs. I saw her with my own eyes. He frowned, barring his teeth. It was black and long and the legs were still moving. Oh. All right, son. Ava felt her stomach roll up. And it crunched. She eats with her mouth open. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she goes, squeezing his arm, Ava took a needed deep breath. As long as she doesn't have you eating bugs, maybe you can ask Private Reuben and Hanson to help with any folk that come. And it goes on. But 
Mm-hmm. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, she eats books. And they crunch. <laughs> and then uh, he's talking about, we already helped. He said, we already did. Two wagons just needed water and hay, but the third wagon came in with a bunch of kids. He looked away and his lips scrunched. What? You can tell me. They didn't have any money. The kids wanted to work for some food. Matthew frowned. I didn't want to wake you, so I thought, what would Mother do? Ava took his hand and squeezed it. So I had Private Hanson make more Johnny Cakes. Then I found a box and added bread and pork from the barrel, some flour and cornmeal. He blinked a smirk. The mother wanted to give me an old quilt, but I said no. Matthew's eyes widened with concern. She started to cry. Ava felt a chuckle and her own tears mixing. Matthew, that just means you did good by her. And then he scratched his head. He said, Miss Balderhoff, who's Lainey from our first book, always said to give to those in need. She said it was like giving to Jesus. Of course, she tells him, I'm so proud of you, son. So how did you react to that moment with her son? Yeah, it's like it was yeah, sweet. It was so sweet. <laughs> it's like I hope my kids do that. I know. Too. It's that moment where you like you realize as a parent, like, oh, it sunk in a little mm-hmm. bit, and it yeah. just you're so proud, like you never see it coming. Yeah. yeah, those happy moment, God moments, right? Yeah, it is amazing. I don't have my own, but just watching kids at school, mm-hmm. they honestly are so oblivious. I say oblivious it, to other people. They just accept them. Mm-hmm. They're very loving. Now, don't get me wrong. There are a handful of kids that are just flat out mean. Mm-hmm. And, and I get that. Kids can be mean. And kids sometimes can be mean without thinking about it. But for the most part, your most, I would say, your most ornery, difficult behavior child is the one with the biggest heart. Mm-hmm. Like, we had uh, one of our assistants. She's older. She does res- She covers recess duty, but she had her knee replaced, so she's still working with a cane. And she said, one of my most difficult students on the playground this entire time she's been, we've been in school like two weeks, mm-hmm. uh, has been the sweetest, most caring and helpful. Mm-hmm. Do you need me to get your ice pack? Do you need me to get your brace? Do you need to sit down? I'll help you walk over here. Like, he's just been like... Aww. right there with her and i they did they amaze you we have one kiddo that's in, in a wheelchair and the kids are really great about including him helping out helping mm-hmm. him do things and so you just they do get it in fact they get it far better than adults yeah <laughs> in my fit most of the time it's like when do we leave till they that? become a teenager and then yeah. they're like what happened to you <laughs> i said that because <laughs> i had i had a bunch they were sixth graders you know, on the verge of being a teenager. And they think, you know, they were just being so disrespectful. And I said, listen, I had a third of you, a third of you in my class when you were in second grade. And I know you are capable of being kind, caring, respectful children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I know you have it in you when you write. It's just, I realize you've got hormones raging and you don't know how to handle those yet, but. It's like Come God made already. teachers like you. I would just be like, "What are you doing? I couldn't do it. I don't." Last, have oh, I'm telling you, last year we had a group of sixth graders that really. I'm telling you, it didn't matter what we did; it, nothing phased them. And I finally, I finally said, "I put some of them. I made them stand with their nose on the wall." I said, I, "I'm sorry, but you're going to be disrespectful like that. Nose on the wall." And then there was like three, and the rest of them were lying down the hallway. And I said, "Is that where you want to be?" But you have one life. 
And right now you're burning bridges with people who want to help you because you choose to be so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You're like, <laughs> the next day they're right back at it. I'm like, I don't know how to get through to you kids. <laughs> Short term memory loss with the children. Yeah, it's okay. They're like goldfish, right? Yeah. Like, they're like Dory. <laughs> That's why I stick with my like, you know, six and under kids or 11 and under. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, once they start to get they, to sixth grade, it's just, they, I don't and, have the patience. And they eventually, for it. like, by the time they get into high school, most of them, mm-hmm. it's just, it's the change yeah. that yeah. they're going through. Yeah, it's a grade. phase of uh, less middle school Lydia. teachers because. Mm-mm. No yeah. way, Jose. I don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> by the time they get to high school, you know they go through it a little bit, and I feel like then they mellow they out. They kind of mellow out, yeah. yeah. And then they'll well, be like, hasn't mellowed out yet. When does oh, this happen? No. <laughs> I don't know. I think some take longer than others. I feel great. like Liz was like emotional. freshman year into freshman year. Yeah. She finally was like, I was like, had so many like arguments, and we we're like, okay. Your life can either go this way and we can fight all the time or we can do it this way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. After saying it enough times, I don't know. So, yeah, no, so we're about three like years she's... of saying that and we're still just butting heads. I'm like, oh. I love you, but I'm going to beat you. <laughs> well, and of course, we don't hit our kids. It's like, oh, great. Yeah, like, I know. I'm threatening you and it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I don't know, but I also have to split time. So like the half time, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So that always gets me too, because I'm like, I don't want to be mean all the time that you're yeah. here. Like, yeah. come on, please. You know, and that could be because they stopped visitation with their dad. So, oh, so you have more part time. Of it, now we have them all the time. All the time. So you get to. But she only had them like four days a month anyway. Yeah. Over the weekend. If we got but they didn't get their vacation from you, is what we call it. You know, they get their yeah. <laughs> vacation parents. So they got their vacation when Mike and I went to South Dakota. Oh, and yeah. They were with grandma all week. And yeah. they appreciate you more when they came no, back. No. No, they oh. appreciate me a little bit less. So I'm like, oh, yeah. Grandma, mom's home. I have to do chores again. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. My parents were always like, this hurts me more than it hurts you. Do you? Did your parents say that to no. you? No. <laughs> oh, really? So, they would always say, "This hurts me more than it hurts you." And I thought, um, "You're not on the receiving end of that paddle, okay?" <laughs> it hurts their heart. It does. Mm-hmm. And mom would always say, "I mean, she never. They never beat us, but it would always be a couple swats." Yeah. Then you're in a timeout. And then she would come back and that she would always say that. And then she goes, I just love you. And because I love you, I cannot let you behave this way. Yeah. So, it, but it is hard. But then as a teenager, we didn't get spankings anymore. Yeah. You know, it was always grounded and boy, howdy. I'll tell you what, I think, I think I scared my dad. I need to ask him one day because <laughs> everybody else got grounded and like two days into their week of grounding, they were able to go watch TV and do things. Right. So I thought. I got grounded once. And I, All right. I'm going to go down and watch TV. Everybody else does it. He was like, aren't you grounded? As soon as I walked in the room, my sisters are over there like laughing at me. And I go, yeah. Thinking, no big deal. You let the others watch TV when they're grounded. He goes, you can get right back up to your room. I was like, like but all of my sisters will tell you that they were the hardest on me. And I don't know why. Because you were the... The wild one? I was wild when we were younger. I did a lot of (laughs) naughty things when I was little. But but then I was probably, they would probably tell you I was their easiest teenager. Yeah. Because I was just. That's what my mom uh, says about me, that I was the easiest. Like the most I ever did was slam the door. Like. I know, because I was always like, I don't. I remember being five years old. It was the first time I ever felt guilt. And it was because I fought against my mom. I didn't want to wear a dress. 
Yeah. And she's like, I, you need to wear a dress when your grandparents take you out for your birthday, you know, all this stuff. And then my grandpa goes, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And the defeat on my mom's face, I said, okay, mommy, I'll wear the dress. You know, like, I think I just can't handle disappointing them. I think that's, that's probably why I was a good that's teenager. That's what I have too. Yeah, I have that a lot. I just, I didn't like that feeling of like, oh, mom and dad aren't proud of me. You know, yeah. said, like I'm a, I'm a hardcore people pleaser. Like I hate feeling like I disappoint anybody. Mm-hmm. But then I look back at my childhood. I was like, I don't understand. How I got that. It's like my mom, like that, you know, it hurts me more than you. Not my mom. I'm like, no, this doesn't hurt me because I'm not going to raise a jerk. So like she would be the one to just like, she was very <laughs> cut and dry. Like, yeah. Oh, but I think I only got swatted once. My sister was, I learned from my sister. Yeah. Uh, she was the hell. Uh, I always got <laughs> roped in with the other ones. Like, oh, uh, no. oh, you wait till your dad gets home. Oh, I heard that all the time. <laughs> all the time. And then you go. And then Bobby would just laugh. And dad had oh. this. Oh, Bobby. <laughs> you probably never faced him, did it? No. That just made it worse. I think that's a lot of boys, though. Because Derek's like, yeah, I didn't face me when I got spanked. He yeah. goes, and dad spanked me, not mom. Yeah. It didn't I'm like, oh my word, what's wrong with you? I'll tell you this because Jessica's not here. She hated spanking so much that actually I can remember this clearly. Like, mom, she would do anything to squirm her way out, right? And mom had a hold of one arm and dad had a hold of the other. My dad would just swing. Jessica did a total flip to avoid that. <laughs> At that point, dad lost it. And he goes, I can't. I mean, he's dying laughing. He's like, just time out. You're just going to get a time out. Yeah. She, she was that like, I don't ever want to be spanked. Oh yeah. Like, just died laughing. I wish she was here to mm-hmm. smell that. But, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, kids are great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All oh right. So. Oh, yes. Okay, so how did you react to the scene where Ava sees Adam kind of bathing? Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, that was like, like, what are you doing, girl? <laughs> but she's just like standing there gawking. Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> she says, as the housekeeper spoke, Ava saw movement through the parlor and the opening into the kitchen. Her earlier escape route, the back door, was ajar. Only a sliver could be seen, but it was enough to stop her breathing. In front of a low wall outside, the captain shook off muddy boots and unbuttoned his breeches. Breeches? I think it says breeches. Pulling them off in a rush, next he pulled his shirt and undershirt over his head, his wide, rounded bare shoulders, and a trim waist. That was a sight of all things admirable in a man. Unaware anyone watched, he bent over a barrel of water and scrubbed his face, arms, and torso. Ava's eyes flew to Mrs. Forbes. Did she suspect Ava was watching the man bathe? Her face flushed red. Thank the heavens Mrs. Forbes had asked Matthew a question. Ava's unrestrained vision flew back to the captain, hurriedly drying his form with a towel. He stepped up to the kitchen, and like a flash of lightning, their eyes collided, and he froze in mid-step. Instantly, he spun on his heel and disappeared back through the door. (laughs) What was your reaction to that? That's like the first time she felt that attraction. Mm -hmm. Like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, like, ooh, he is a... He's a good-looking specimen specimen of a man. (laughs) She does surprise me, though. Several yeah. times throughout the book, because it's uh-huh. like she's so prim and proper. And it's like, what are you doing? She is prim and proper, and so doing? she was like, she should have averted her eyes. Oh, we're gonna get to that scene. Uh-huh. Oh, we're gonna get there. Oh, my note, my my note literally yeah, says, "Is Jessica okay?" That. 
I was, I was kind of worried about was spicy. That's, I sent that message like, is Jessica coming? After, like right after that. Oh, scene yeah, because yeah. Because I'm yeah. like, does she really read this book? I like, think actually my next sticky note is on that scene. Let me just double check here. Because I was like, whoa, whoa. Let's just talk about it without, yeah. ma- without maybe giving it away. I'm not going to read anything from it. But I knew what was going to happen out of it. Okay. Just so you know, I knew that. Was I didn't expect that. I was surprised. I knew it was going to. I like, like okay, you were, knew it was coming. I knew it was going to come. I knew it. I don't know. I how. didn't know that was going to come. I knew that was going to come. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I I did not. Oh man. Okay. When I, I read it, I just clearly remember I put the book, like like um, I was like, uh, this this is starting. This is. Oh, he's going to stop it. That's why I kept telling myself. He's going to stop it. He's going to gain control. She's just a lonely widow. She's under a lot of stress. He's going to stop it. And then I keep going. I'm like, he's not stopping. He's not stopping. He's not st- he didn't stop it. He didn't stop- <laughs> and I'm like, Derek, I cannot believe this just happened. And he's like, what? <laughs> so, okay, tell me. That's my reaction. What was yours, ladies? I was surprised that that happened, but I knew what that I knew that it was going to result in what it resulted in. I don't know why I was like, yeah, Did you really, yeah. Well, that's just how my brain. I don't know. My brain is always like, there's always a chance, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're not careful, I mean, but I guess I, it did. But then at the same time, I'm like, I mean, not to be stereotypical, but that doesn't happen in these books. It doesn't. Well, no, like, I know that, that. That's why that part. Will surprise me because I was like, but but uh-huh. I strike hard because you're not trying to give it away. But yeah, yeah, that the action in itself surprised me a lot. I mean, it made sense afterwards because it was like that happens, and you're like, what the heck? But then thinking back, why did she go? Like it, when you think yeah. back afterwards, you're like, okay, her reaction. She didn't think she was gonna see him again. She thought this was like the last chance. Like. She probably thought she'd never have that opportunity again. Like trying to put yourself well, in those shoes. She has an issue with running from her problems. She does. Yeah. She doesn't want to stay. She wants to run. Which that, you know, that's again, that gets all settled at the end. But she can have her moment and not have to deal with it. I have to admit, when I first read it, I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because like you said, th- that is not something that's generally in these books. Yeah. But then you continue to read and you watch god come in and mm-hmm. redeem her and him mm-hmm. and i'm like okay that's why you put it in there yeah because you get to show off how god redeems his people yeah. his children right and so then i was like all right all right but mm-hmm. it blew me away as i'm mm-hmm. reading it i'm like am i reading one of my secular novels like you know? <laughs> well you said that she put it as a good reminder for god but that's a good like, and you think of Madame Bouette and you think of mm-hmm. this scenario mm-hmm. and certain things throughout these books. I think she did a really good job of humanizing everybody in a way. Yeah, because we're like, not perfect. No, we're not. And no like, we're is. so shocked that that's in there. But think about it. It happens every day. And how yeah, often yeah. do we look at someone and judge them for that? Like, mm-hmm. well, they shouldn't be. Do- yeah, they shouldn't. But that's between them and God in a way. It's like, love right. them through it. Mm-hmm. Right. And the way she brings up those scenarios and those people mm-hmm. and how they can. Like Madam B. Like, yeah. I, I liked her character. I always have to remind myself, like, okay, I'm not uh, the judge God is, mm-hmm. so that's between you and him, and I'm just going to be your friend. Yeah. I may not condone it. Yeah. You know, but I'm still going to love you. Yep. But 
Anyways, uh, I think people might figure out what we're talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was just a shocker. Yeah. I was hoping Jessica read these because I was waiting to hear. I was literally waiting for the phone call that said, <laughs> be like, what? I can't believe what just happened in this book. <laughs> She's not reading any of that kind of stuff. No steamy. No steamy for her. For sure. okay. I thought she was going to read this series, though. She read? She read the first one. She was on the second yeah, one. Yeah, and then she goes, I just can't. Maybe she got she to that part. She goes bouts. Yeah. She struggles. I will say work has been interesting. Extremely interesting. She has called me several times. Well, you remember, I think she called me when she took that spot. Because, you know, I took... Well, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. All right. So, page 193. Matt, I have this note that says, I love Matthew's lines. 193. <laughs> Oh, I don't understand. Says so Samson is doing good. Matthew unbuttoned his coat and he brushed down the Wells Fargo horses. Walking in, he stared at the ladies. Did something bad happen? His eyes flashed around the room. You both look like you had to eat liver. <laughs> this is like when she's at. She went back and she's staying with them for a little bit. Oh with, yeah, um, Laney and them. Before she moves on to her next job. She just keeps running. Mm-hmm. She just keeps running. But I love that. You both look like you had to eat liver. It's such an innocent child. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else that stood out to you? Did you like the ending, by the way? I did. Mm-hmm. I like how he found her. He came back for her. Mm-hmm. Came searching for her. I was her. getting worried for her. Yeah. I am happy they found each other. Yeah. In the end. And then... Yeah, I won't. Yeah. I don't want to say anymore because I, I don't want to give away that. But what is your overall rating of the station keeper's surrender? I'll go three lessons. I'm gonna go two still. I would and agree. I'm just a solid two on this so far. I am a solid two with this. I think it's from the last series we read. That's why I'm mm-hmm. like comparing and uh, no, I shouldn't compare, but I, but then you know, again, you do because you're I like, know. well, what makes it come up here? <coughs> right, yeah. right. So, what is your rating for the adventure in this one? Two. Espresso, mocha, or Dang latte? It. <laughs> okay. But a two would be a mocha. Espresso, so yeah, you're like, mocha. Yeah. I would say mocha too. There's adventure yeah. in there. There's yeah. some stressful situations. Yeah. yeah. I feel like one and two are a lot the same, but two seemed to build on one for me. Like the first book was good, but it was just kind of coasted through. And then the second was, Mm -hmm. but it was a little better. When their Mm -hmm. series are connected, I like that part of it. Yeah. What about the uh, mystery level? Mm -hmm. Oh, Mocha. Espresso. Yeah, I was I don't thinking feel like espresso. I could go probably between between the two because there's a little mystery, but it's not like I don't know, not a big part yeah. of it, I guess. Maybe it wasn't mystery. It's just more so like mystery as far as what is she gonna do? Like yeah. it wasn't she was her character, I didn't feel was as predictable. Yeah. Well, yeah, the scene we just <laughs> talked about, right? <laughs> so then that says what's your romance rating for this series or this book? There are parts, <laughs> but overall, uh, they really don't have a lot of romantic moments together. Mm-hmm. So, espresso. Yeah, there's. That's like it's espresso and mocha because it's like, yeah. again. I go mocha. 
Yeah, to balance yeah. it out yeah. from that one. Yeah. Okay. It's not like the last series we read because nobody puts romance in like Julie does, I don't think. <laughs> I think Jody Headland gets close. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah. I think it was a good series, like a good books. Yeah. Hey everyone. If you enjoy our content, please consider giving us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform or hitting the like button on our Rumble channel. These simple clicks by you help us reach more people. Thank you for your support. And until next time, happy and blessed reading.